0: Catch up and get payad, bro. Yeah, boy.
1: I finally, in, in honor of Roger, I have the Miller Highlight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm about yeah. to eat, eat some Space Gods. I'm four natter days in
1: so far. Oh, there we go. So.
2: I've got, I'm halfway, well, I'm a, I'm a quarter of the way through my first beer. I've got uh, Voodoo Ranger on deck all night. Got my second one chilling right here. So, yeah.
3: it's hmm Okay, yeah, so
2: was- I'm going to make no bones about it for the listener's sake because we're not going to be able to recreate what happened. Um, there's <laughs> just, well, there's just no way, you know, like you can't expect that. So, but I feel like now that we all know each other and have talked, that we, we, we got the chemistry. Um, and Kellen, you brought it last time, my friend. That's why, that the biggest reason I was bummed out, we were all bummed out, is that we all felt like we had a great episode on our hands and it was mainly thanks, mainly thanks to like, the energy that we all had and you brought it for sure. And I I know you're a passionate guy. I mean, you have to be to do what you do. So I think we're going to have as much fun this time as we did last time. And there's two of us recording right, uh, right now. And Ricky's going to be soon. So we're not fucking getting this. This is not going to become an issue, but I will, I will make it known that this is the redo. (laughs) I just (laughs) hit nightclub. See, and now the nightclub has a lost episode. So yeah,
3: yeah, there you go.
1: Uh (laughs) exactly so here's a fun little fact that you guys will only know now and i don't know i think maybe one or two people in the discord so gone is actually not our first movie there's a movie called lost dog that is in the ethers that does not exist and it was basically our first attempt at making a movie um it was like a little short or something like that it was 30 minutes long we hired a production company that works next to my brother in his business and like they just did such a shitty job they never gave it to us and like it happens. it happens you know what i mean but like it was that was technically our very first venture that's out there in the ether so hey lost episode we got one too nice um, nice and then for the the like i'll i'm very good at bringing that passion um again i absolutely love being here with you guys it's gonna be super fun um i'm very good at talking as you know in the sense of that i talk a lot so i was saying Feel free to like interrupt me or ask questions or anything like that. Like I know I get on, like I feel no, like I talk too much.
2: That's that's the all. No 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 no, dude. It's worse when a guest comes on and they don't have anything to say. That is horrible. So you yeah, because we'll
0: just we'll just bullshit the whole time, bro. And then it's like, oh shit, we have a guest
2: on. Yeah yeah, it, it that has happened Ever. unfortunately more than yeah. once. Once yeah, the I mean, night, once the nightclub gets gone, it's like a train that's hard to stop. Um, also. They wanted to mention out. last night, all three of us jumped in. I
1: saw, I saw yeah. that you guys got your DVS ports, your wigs there. I love it. Thank you guys so much. And again, I think that's kind of a really cool thing to again see like some of the things that are are a lot different with us. Is like you know what movie studio is going to actually have like an event or something like that ever? Period. So I think that was really cool. Appreciate you guys showing up, supporting it. So here's the thing: I have a theory that this is going to be a better episode, and I'm gonna. The reason oh. I say this, the reason I say this. To look at film that first take is always trash not in the main way it's just that first take is your worst take not the second third fourth fifth so we got the second take coming right here I'm excited for it I think we're gonna do a great time and again this is a blast guys So I'm really excited for it
4: that might be the name of the episode the second take <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> you're gonna start with you're gonna start with welcome to the nightclub so we fucked up <laughs> I'll, yeah i i I got i got a little i mean i don't
2: have okay. anything written but i i knew i knew i was gonna i knew yeah so and and the, the first part of this because he already dropped some lore we might have that kind of like how we had with roger the pre-show
1: little bit of pre-roll well, banter we had i mean we had two gone we lost the footage too and devil in the room i thought i lost the footage and that was like an onset panic attack so we got we got some good footage stuff. We always say rule number one is don't delete the footage, and rule number two is don't delete the footage. Yeah, man. Like we we literally no longer. That's a, I honestly it's actually it's a really good tip for filmmakers. There's no reason you should not just be buying enough hard drives not to delete anything. And like for the longest time, we had like little chips, like little micro SD cards that we were. Re- God, we were so stupid. <laughs> are <laughs> we all? all? It, 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 it's insane how dumb you are. As a it's filmmaker.
0: infectious, though. Yeah, it really. Sometimes is. it's fun being dumb.
1: I, well, no. The thing is, is, the dumb are the only ones who get smart. Like honestly, you got to be pretty dumb in order. You have to recognize you're dumb in order to get smart. It's like yeah you can't just
2: walk around with big smart balls you gotta you gotta yeah. be humbled real quick when you lose a file yeah. and everything goes down the drain and you want to cry in the shower and then you got to message the president of a fucking film company and be like hey bro your episode yeah gone be gone <laughs> <laughs> here from our legal
1: team. Yeah. <laughs> hey my name is erica i
3: found dbs films on tiktok i joined their discord Set
1: of Hi, my name is Michael. I discovered DBS Films on TikTok and Instagram, and I just joined the Discord server. And now I'll be acting in a
0: horror movie, and I'm gonna get freaking freaking fucked. <laughs> something, I
3: think something is out there. <laughs>
2: to the nightclub where we are the ones who do a fucking double take triple take quadruple take i hope to god not uh i'm travis maxwell boone witch doctor of doom and i'm here to say i'm so sorry but adding to the nightclub lore we have a lost episode floating around out there with tonight's special guest it's somewhere in the ether fuck it though uh tonight i'm joined by my boy kaboy
0: it's me three six rick n y rick jump scare jesus (laughs) all them ricks where'd you get jump scare jesus i was watching evil dead rise and i was like jump scare jesus that might be a cool rapper
4: name
2: yes yes it definitely is also with us tonight the motherfucking keeper of the contracts and binder of the souls
4: it's your boy grindhouse always here always present the second time
2: yeah, to do it all over again And we don't mind doing it all over again because we had fun on something that no one's ever going to fucking hear, but fuck it. Joining us tonight from DBS Films, we have a very special guest, and we are honored that he came back despite our fuckery. I say our fuckery, my fuckery, because I was the only dumbass recording last time, and um, now we're all recording. So three ways to Sunday, we're going to get this episode out from DBS Films. We have with us Kellen Ridniki. Thank you, sir, for being back on the nightclub.
1: Oh, it is my pleasure. I had such a good time the first time. I even said in that episode, I can't wait to be back. And lo and behold, (laughs) here we are already. So, you know, again, I had a great time last time, guys. I think this is going to be an amazing podcast. Um, Excited to do it again, just because... You know, I think as I was mentioning that first episode, you guys are really the the type of people we want to make movies for. We want to, you know, embrace the horror elements, all that good stuff. So I'm excited. And, you know, one thing that I I even mentioned, I think it's going to be even better. So everyone listening, you guys are super lucky now because just like in film, that first take is usually the worst take. So it only gets better from there.
2: Boom. And also I have a theory, a conspiracy theory, because I'm a little conspiracy freak. I think, I think DBS films hacked our feed mm-hmm. and they fucking like Kellen was like, I just gotta, I gotta come back on the nightclub. I gotta come back mm-hmm. on as soon as possible. And he yeah. deleted that episode from the ether and he's like, fuck that. We're doing it. We're doing it live. <laughs> We're going to do it again. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as you guys know, hold on ready. I'm now Kel from the van tech guy. So I'm sure <laughs> I have the capabilities to go ahead and, and do something like that. This is amazing. Yes, well,
4: I want I want it noted for the record that in pretty much every review I'm leaving, um, every comment I'm leaving somewhere, I need you to know that my jokes about getting Kellen out of the van are good natured, fun. Just I so love them.
1: You know. <laughs> I I love. I'll see him. I'll see him get out of the van. In like. I I really do think that's hilarious because, I mean, the whole time he's just chilling in the van, not doing anything. Oh, he's very lucky in, bro. He's playing phasmophobia in there, bro. (laughs) Yes, yes, he (laughs) is. I was doing a live stream, you know, talking to the Discord, and then my team gets murdered, so I have to go save them. I will say I did try and run. Like, I tried to pull my best Tom Cruise where it's like, how can I make this run look badass and whatnot? (laughs) So when I finally do get out of the van, I feel like I do get going. But uh, yeah, no, again, I think whatever paranormal effects happen to that first one, it's definitely a pleasure to be back already. It's fucking Ricky's fault because, and Grindhouse, because
2: they're always playing Phasmophobia and they probably got a goddamn curse on mm-hmm. the goddamn nightclub. Probably. You, fuck, you got that grigri. Maybe. Got to get rid yeah, of that. that monkey pole. Maybe. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What the hell? Okay, yeah. let's turn tonight into some, some, good, some good hoodoo. And we're going to do that voodoo that you do over there at DBS. And to start us off. Kellen, we ask everybody who comes on the nightclub because we some little horror freaks, y'all them horror freaks. At what age did you get into horror film?
1: So for me, always love movies. I mean, movies are just the, the biggest thing. Like I I really enjoy a good story. You know, I think it was something that was like hardwired into me, you know, always enjoyed like just different types of reading classes and things like that. And I think that in itself, like set me up for just getting hooked on horror and the one that I point to as my the big moment that hooks me on horror and movies to a, a really big degree was when I watched The Exorcist, and I think I was like five or six at the time. I was watching it with my family. I was the youngest. So, you know, hey, all right, I let's just on The Exorcist, it's fine or whatnot. But I was at that magic age where it's like, you don't necessarily know what a movie is. You're just watching something on TV. And I was so positive I was going to get possessed. I was like, dude, I am next... My head's going to be spinning around. I'm going to be shooting that pea soup out, like, guaranteed. And I just remember, like, barely being able to look, like, the pure terror and fear. And to me, you know, in the moment, honestly, probably not the best experience, you know, just being terrified, thinking you're going to get possessed or whatnot. But it created a moment that, like, I'll never forget. And I think, you know, as you get older and older and you get more memories and stuff like that, I guess it'll clearly point back to what that movie did and, like, how it kind of, you know, shape me and I'd say there's plenty of movies that have to some degree but man horror movie that one right there and then I mean from there I got I really fell in love with just the style of horror make or filmmaking or horror films you know what you're going to get it's usually focused on a concept more so than like a famous actor or something so you usually have something pretty specific in the sense of what you're going to get into a plot wise which I love and then you know things like Saw, Paranormal Activities, all of that kind of Early 2000s, 2010s horror movies just kind of solidified it to easily be in my favorite genre. Let's do a roundtable
2: because I think a lot of people who might be listening to this episode are going to be first-time listeners over from the DBS crowd. The the first film I saw that got me into horror that I can remember where I'm like, I want to absorb more horror. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the original Evil Dead, which is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Saw that as a kid scared the shit out of me thank you dad uh for recommending that movie ricky what was the first horror movie that you ever saw where you were just like oh fuck son it's time it's time to dive
0: so as a kid i was scared of everything bro like look who's talking to when the toilet comes alive (laughs) and it's talking that's scared that that had me genuinely scared to take a shit so like not anymore (laughs) not anymore no but the earliest earliest memory of an actual horror movie has to be either the thing or the it miniseries both of those traumatized me severely Tim, Tim Curry is a beast bro like that the it the it tv series like show had me fucking scared to take a bath dude like I don't know for how long probably for like a month I would just go in there I wouldn't even close the door bro, to the bathroom and I would run the water in the bathtub and I wouldn't even get in. I would sit on the edge of the tub <laughs> and I'd splash some water on my head to make it look like I, I took a bath <laughs> and you then were... I would fucking dry off and leave. Like, hell no, you, you were freaking... boy, ain't coming out the drain on me. Cause...
2: You were faking you little dirty naughty boy. Well, yeah, I was a little
0: dirty freak. But when I was also really young, I, I happened to watch part of the thing And the part that fucking traumatized me was when the homie's head is like separating from the body and you have all those gnarly green fucking tendrils snapping and just the expression on his face. And then he grows legs and eye stalks. And just that imagery had me in a place where every time I closed my eyes, I was mortified. And so that actually put me off of horror. (laughs) <laughs> As a kid, I was, like I said, I was a scared-ass kid. I couldn't deal with all that shit. It was a little bit later that I
2: really got into it. But... Would you say it was the nightclub that got you the resurgence? H- halfway. halfway. Kind of yeah, there, kind of like, not. because, like,
0: I've always been into, like, the Alien franchise and different franchises here and there, but, like, doing the podcast with you really just fucking threw me in the ringer like i was watching five or six random
2: horror movies a day when we first started this shit so yeah the grindhouse did the same thing he had a he had another like horror reawakening but before the reawakening ghz how did you get into horror movies
4: so now I have to go ahead and date myself here. So this is going to be fun. Um, but the first movie <laughs> that I can remember seeing that scared me was the fall of the house of usher. Oh my God. Um, surprise boy! well, yeah, I was, I was in the back of my wagon going off to the civil war and uh, <laughs> that's uh, anyway. No, but as a kid, that was one of the first earliest ones I remember seeing that kind of scared me. And it was more, it was more the end of the movie, the fire and, and how the house was consumed. That scared me. Um, But into like, what actually got me and what I fell in love with, I think you guys know that for me it's seeing Night of the Living Dead and then Dawn of the Dead 78 on one of the late night Saturday shows is what really cemented my love of horror and moreover my love of zombies. But um, the original, my original scare was the fall of the House of Usher back in the Civil War.
0: Dude, (laughs) since you're bringing up Night of the Living Dead, I want to bring that up too because I was in maybe the seventh grade and so my parents were damn near lifelong friends with one of the teachers at the high school that my sister went to and that I would go
2: to also. Shout out to Jitter. Yeah. Uh, tortured Earth, bitch. Yes. Yeah. Tortured Earth. Yeah.
0: So anyway, he would he would have like students over, like mostly like senior students and shit, and they would watch movies like he was just a cool ass teacher and. Me and my sister, I guess my mom made Christine bring me to his house for whatever reason, but we watched Night of the Living Dead, and we were so fucking scared, both of us. Now, keep in mind, my sister was like a fucking, she must have been like a fucking sophomore or a junior, and she was terrified. Like she was about to cry driving on all those gravel roads because like of the fog, it was foggy and dark and shit. It was, it was like
2: the beginning of Night of the Living Dead. It
0: was like it was like the fucking movie, dude. Yeah. On all those old gravel country roads and shit. Mm-hmm. But getting back to my point, yeah, my sister's a giant pussy. She can't watch any horror. Literally, <laughs> she's still free. She like she's still freaking out about watching Night of the Living Dead fifteen years ago. Nice, but um. <laughs> But it's just the image of when the little girl, like, has the fucking, I don't know what you call it, the short little sharp shovel. Garden spade. Garden spade, trawl, whatever. When she's stabbing her mom and, like, the fucking music cues and just that imagery, like, always stuck with me. And I want to say that's when I got, because I was scared, but I want to say
1: that's when it was fun. Yeah. So maybe we could point at that.
2: I like all of that. Um,
1: I I think that's a really good point because I do. I think it's almost kind of like when you really love horror, you go from being afraid of it. Like that first initial, oh, man, I'm terrified of it. Then you start liking it. And I go, Evil Dead was mine. I, I was a little bit older. I finally watched Evil Dead. And like, you understand it's a movie and you're like, this is pretty. That and then Nightmare on Elm Street was another one. Nightmare on Elm Street was really scary to me but then it was the first time I was like man this Freddy Krueger pretty dope you know what I mean like, like it was yeah it was, the, yeah it was the first time that yeah. I, I saw it from the other perspective and again I think you go from being afraid of it to then you know enjoying like I just love the elements of it and then I think that just creates like the level we're at now where you just have the respect for it you just you know it's it's such a unique and awesome genre, and there's so much about it that I think is is just it. I mean, hands down, favorite genre. The one thing that you know we did mention about oh, it is God. like, you know, I wouldn't want to do any other like genre out there, like rom com or anything there. Oh or no, definitely
0: maybe maybe cool. like cheesy fantasy,
1: maybe like cheesy yeah. 80s style fantasy,
0: like yeah, some Hawk the Slayer shit, but like, horror. I mean, we're we're horror gonna definitely is what, it, what it
1: is because. We're gonna yeah. definitely look at branching out eventually, but like if it's like yo, you gotta pick that one genre. It's like horror. Oh yeah, like hundred, hundred, not even, not even a question of horror it. Horror is
2: like the most expressive genre. I think. I think you can do anything within the wheelhouse of horror, and it still remains yeah. in the horror camp. And but you can express so many more ideas. Horror films. Once I once I found my love and passion for it. I mean, I started writing short stories in high school. <laughs> Me me, and some friends would share them and shit like that. But Kellen, once you knew that you wanted to be involved in making movies, making horror movies, what steps did you take? Like, what was the beginning process of all of that?
1: So, I mean, like, it, it really is kind of a crazy series of coincidences. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, um, along with my brother, Brendan we're dbs films you know making movies for our fans with our fans now and that only you know motto came about a year ago so like that just kind of shows how rapidly changing things are 2016 is when we first started making um our movies but the big thing for me was you know i always loved movies like i kind of was mentioning with when i got hooked on horror i already naturally love stories like i was just Really laser-focused, I feel like, even as a kid. Like, I always remember what's like, the reading comprehension and things like that. Or just, like, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the plot. Like, it just snapped to me. Always loved it. Loved telling stories. And there's a game called 3D Movie Maker that I got addicted to. Like, and you would just dr- you drag these little people, make them do different things. You could add voices. And I must have logged, like, 100 hours. I made little shorts about my family doing things. Like, all this stuff. And, like, I think that was... Something that was just naturally part of me. Um, and I, you know, for the same thing, believe that my brother has kind of a similar hardwire in that sense, too. But the whole actually making movie things was kind of just a, a coincidence that fell after another. Um, I did film in high school and he shout out to Carl Boehm, who was my teacher there. Huge horror guy. Again, it's the best. Of course, they're going to be the best. I really enjoyed that class in doing film. I made two short films. First one was Razor's Edge, which is a mockumentary about a Razor scooter tournament where I play, <laughs> Maximus, play Maximus Ridiculous Savage. It's on YouTube. I highly recommend watching it. I, I'm blown away by how good it actually is, knowing just how difficult filmmaking was. Like, I, I had no experience. I was just like, all right, this is it. Thankfully, it worked. So then made another one um it won the film festival and then when i went to college i just did business because you know film school we talk about it all the time it is a tricky track to go down and i was basically like i'll just play it safe you know let's go ahead let's just do a business degree and my brother did the same thing but he got into uh the publishing business which is like with books and things and he ended up um you know having a a group of writers he was basically a publishing and promotion was kind of like a mix of it so like he would promote people's books and like he'd release his own. And with that connection to Amazon, when Amazon in 2016 was like, hey, we're going to launch Amazon Prime Video, they basically gave us what we were looking for, because we always approached this with a business mind, which was, hey, we have this thing that we can put your movie on so it can potentially make its money back pretty easily. And that kind of kicked the gate open, because I feel like, you know, had there been a more clear path, and this is something that's really big with us is giving people the opportunity, but, you know, if so many... So few people are very talented and you still don't get that opportunity. And I think, you know, we were in the right place, right time. We have this business mindset and, you know, we've, I cannot say it was easy. You know, we can even go into the different eras of it. Those first, oh, few no. are terrible. I,
2: I, that's, that's what I want to talk about next is, is the early years of DBS. Once y'all decided to make the company, like, tell me, yeah, please tell us all about, about the early years of, of y'all making these movies and. Maybe the, the trials, the pitfalls, the the lessons learned.
1: I think the fun part with this that we always joke about is like it gives you so many things to just look back and kind of laugh on in different ways. Um, so like there's a lot of different things that just really came up for every single movie. We lovingly refer to our first eight movies as the hateful eight. And here's yeah. what I will say again. Every single person who was part of these projects did a fantastic job. Most movies that are set out to be made and that they start film like most scripts never get finished. Most scripts never get filmed. And those that film, most of those films never even get uploaded. So it's like, it's a daunting path just to do it. And then to have a film that was managed to make its money back. So, I mean, we kept the budget small, so we got the money back. That is a massive success. So All these movies are amazing, amazing, amazing. That being said, we were incredibly inexperienced. And you can see it in a lot of different ways. But essentially what happened with the first ones is... You just like anything, you got to practice at it. And our mindset was, hey, let's just try and make as many as we possibly can. And we even did our first one gone, um, which gone. Fun fact with that one, that one, we deleted half the footage accidentally. So right then and there, it started rule number one, which was don't delete the footage. And then rule number two, don't delete the footage, was the first rule that we learned.
2: Y'all were nightclubbing before we were nightclubbing.
1: <laughs> I was about to say that's why when you said it, I was like, "Hey, been there, done that a few times." You know I gotta that?
2: tell the listeners so, like, real quick. I was, I was beyond myself, and I was trying to, I was trying to learn computer language, which I don't even know what other way to put it. Like, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I don't even know what to call that shit. Like, what is that? What is... I was going into administrative tools and trying to, like, pull up a recovery file. But all that being said, yeah, don't... Get a hard drive. Don't be dumb. Get a hard drive. <laughs> Kellen was preaching earlier. Get a hard yeah. drive.
1: Well, I mean, what's, what's amazing about it is just like with anything, you get so much better by actually doing it. And the hard part with filmmaking is, like, if you want to learn how to play the guitar, you can get a guitar and you can just play in the corner by yourself, have a good time and, you know, you will get good. But with filmmaking, what ends up happening is you, in order to just do it is such a commitment of time, capital, energy, all of these things. So, you know, when we first approached the business, it was really from a business minded organization perspective of, Hey, listen, let's just hire, you know, people who know how to do filmmaking. So we, we ran with large crews. Like our crews were the largest in their first few productions, especially the invited the invited, we would never like to see how much we've changed is amazing because we would never green. You would tell me within two seconds, the, the, the concept of the invited. And I would say never out of our budget, no way, but we had no clue that that. So we went face first into the invited, got it made somehow. And I love it. It's one, it's one of my favorite of the hateful eights, but what ends up happening is after the first eight, we just kind of realized that it's hard to scale a team. And like our ideas, we do want to get back to a larger team. As much as it's fun, me and Brendan basically doing absolutely everything. Um, It's good to, you know, have a team that will scale up out of this. But the hard part was, is we didn't know what we were doing because we didn't do it. And we slowly started doing more and more of the process. You know, at first we had um, assistance with writing in the sense that the writers uh, were mainly doing the big one. I was like the writers from my brother's other business. Then, you know, we had editors, we had cinematographers, we had people that were all doing these things. And it's hard to give good, straightforward directions when you don't know. Because a lot of times people will be like, oh yeah, that will work. Or yeah, this will be good. Or yeah, this pop scare would work in the writing process. And they just don't know. And it's, you know, again, no fault of their own. They were doing an absolutely amazing job. It's just, again, it was their first few projects as well too. So this is to any filmmaker out there, expect your first movies to just be, very, very special in that sense. But ever since uh, Girl in Cabin Thirteen, which is our big one, that kind of um, you know we filmed uh, in the new process of doing everything, and then um, after that well, it was The Haunt well, of the Murder House.
2: Before we get too far into it, mm-hmm. I do want to touch on on some of the earlier films, if you would, because I'm a little nerd and I like chronology, if that's the right way to say that 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 word or phrase. What are the films in the Hateful Eight?
1: So I'll I'll give you them in order, and I'll kind of even give you a little snippet of, like, what we learned because I think that kind of encapsulates yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the process there. So I would love it. Gone was our very first one, and that was when Amazon reached out. They're like, hey, we will put this bad boy up there. And Amazon was paying, like, a good amount of money. It was, like, 15 cents, which doesn't sound like that much, but it was basically 15 cents. They've reduced it now to 1 to, like, 6 cents, with most people getting 1 to 2 cents. So that kind of just gives you an idea, like – Amazon was basically like, give us product. We got you, you know, they had so much cash, whatnot. They, they launched a really good program for filmmakers here. So we had gone. It was only 30 minutes long. I'm um, still, I think my favorite is when someone says gone's their favorite movie. It really blows my mind. Cause I'm like, seriously, this one, but like, it's it. I look on it with such like rose colored eyes. Cause it's the first one that it's like, I love gone. I think gone's absolutely amazing it's another weirder one like invited like you watch gone uh there's a scene where he pours his dad's ashes out and the ashes get on his hands so then he washes his hands and it's like i just always feel like he was doing like the lebron james like so celebra- like there's so <laughs> many little things that happens in in these movies that i just love but the big one with that one is literally always 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 back up and do not delete any data after that was The Invited, big thing we learned from The Invited was we cannot film this big of a concept. I don't know. What we were on, we were jazzed up. After you film a movie, you get super hyped. And I think we got so hyped that we filmed something, even though we didn't see what it looked like. We're like, we can make it. Invited? Yeah, 100%. Because that's a big concept.
2: What year was The Invited? What year did The Invited come out?
1: So The Invited, I want to say, came out twenty. 18 i believe we started gone was filmed in 2017 the invited it was filmed in 2016 with it wrapping because we had to film twice because again the footage got deleted then the invited filmed in 2017 and in 2017 we filmed the invited we filmed the unseen and then in 2018 we did the whitlow house 2018 we filmed the whitlow house we filmed into the forest um we filmed the Suicide House. We filmed the Morgan Estate and the Devil in the Room. So we filmed four. That's what I thing. wanted to
2: get That's well that's I, real quick. That's what I wanted to get to is y'all's oh fuck what's the word? Uh ah oh, goddamn it. Speed turnaround rate. Turnaround rate, well speed I don't know. <laughs> consistency but also like uh, uh pr- prolific. Y'all became prolific in that time period. There aren't st- I understand these are smaller budget films but just to say, like the production going into, how the hell did y'all divide all that up? Like, what the fuck? That's a lot of movies to put out in one year or in a two-year span if you if you culminate all of that.
1: So here's the easiest way to do it. If you want to film a lot of movies, it is incredibly easy. The hard part is editing them and getting them out. So yes, we filmed four movies in 2017, but The Devil in the Room didn't come out until 2020. It was like in the devil in the room in the Morgan estate came out 2020. So basically a three, two, it was basically a two year gap from when it was filmed out there. So it's easy to film something, but it's hard to actually release it. Now that is something we did learn. And that's the biggest thing with DBS now is the grind. And I think, again, going back to kind of the, the quick chronological, the invited showed us, Hey, don't do anything big. So we learned that with the unseen, the unseen, super small movie, like two people in a single house. What do we learn there? Shit, man, you got to have more than just one room and one thing. So we went too big. We went too small. And you kind of rebound back and forth. Um, the Haunting of the Whitlow House, really the big one for this was – I i mean, this one was a really, really good movie. The big thing, again, was like we were still going a little bit too grand with the concept, and we didn't know it. So we did The Unseen. We bounced back with it. Um, also, find a place that has working plumbing and AC. Like, <laughs> uh, that is Plum, not a plumbing? place to put
2: Look, I will take plumbing over air conditioning. I'm just saying. I would rather not smell everyone's shit, including my own, versus being able to fucking, so, you know. I'll go it, shit like a bear in the woods. Dude. Well, but I it, will it, too, but what if you don't have the woods? Like he's saying, make shit sure you got industry. He, he said plumbing first. This ain't Rome, because he said plumbing I will first. Shit, bro, if I'm what? in New Orleans, bro. Well, yeah, if you're in New Orleans, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> I mean, we could just fucking shit on the Bourbon Street sign.
0: Or if uh, we're in, like, I don't know, let's say, Ville Platte.
2: Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Anyone who hears this in Ville Platte, if you ever do, please email us at the nightclub at gmail, nightclubpodcast at com and let us know that you're mad so I yes. can read it on air and we can make fun of you or for being from fucking... Especially
4: London. if you went to St. Ed's. Yeah, or what yeah. sidewalk you pooped on,
1: yes. Or that, that too. Yeah. I want to know where you took a shit. To be fair, the plumbing did work. We just the water wasn't running, so yeah, I always had to fill up the the toilet. Mm-hmm. And, like that's still fine. That's fine. Be- yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's fine for like one or two times, but like on a seven day shoot, when you're just like, oh my god, like I'll be the toilet filler. <laughs> I'll I'll fill the toilets. Hey man, oh, that's man. I'm sure I'm sure there's some dude on Hollywood doing the same thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, he's called uh, the pi-
4: he's called the piss boy. Piss boy. Yeah. Piss boy. <laughs>
1: Hello. Come here.
4: Come here. You I, there? Piss boy. Come I'm here. here. To
2: dump the water to fill the
3: piss bowl.
4: <laughs> so That's I'm cool. curious. I have a question. Obviously, we know you very well through your Discord. When did the Discord become part of what you like? Such an integral part of what you do. And I ask because I'm fairly new to Discord. Cause they call it three years, maybe. Um, when did you guys figure out that building a fan base was going to be more of an an electronic exercise than it was maybe a word of mouth? Because, you know, the the internet's so prolific, everything is so prolific online now and passing out uh, cards in the street and doing whatever else is probably not the way most people do things. You know, you're not going to stick a DBS flyer under a windshield wiper anymore. So, so how did the discord become such a, such a huge part of what you guys do?
1: I think that's a perfect segue, honestly, into kind of the next era of DBS because I think The Hateful Eight gave us the production value. Like the big thing we we earned from that is like we were able to write and film a movie or write and edit a movie. We did a very little bit of filming, but then we also like uh, ended up having a commercial business that we started of filming other things. So we basically secured the production through The Hateful Eight in our mindset. Now, what ended up happening is... Absolutely amazing. I still, again, if you had told me what we would have with like an 18,000-person Discord, people who are just the most wholesome, amazing things. I mean, if you ask me what the difference is with DBS and any other studio, it's the fact that we make movies for our fans with our fans. And we actually do it. We just cast 11 people from our Discord community be a part of our X coming uh, Bigfoot horror movie. And the reason that this developed was just, again, kind of like tiny events leading up in the perfect moments because I never would have guessed that we would have a discord. I never would have guessed that we'd have this fan base. I thought we would just be making these movies. Essentially what happened is in 20, uh, 2022, basically at the end of 2021 in like December, like the last week of, uh, 2021, I signed up for TikTok. So like we had Instagram and we had this, we had the girl in cabin 13 just came out on November. Um, so we had the girl in cabin 13 out and I was like, well, I want to try and look at promoting this movie more. But really, it was just kind of out of the blue. I decided to sign up for TikTok. And I'm so glad I did because we got blessed with the algorithm. We posted one of our videos. It got 13 million people to watch it. And the biggest thing with this was is it it showed me there is an audience out there. And, I mean, I always knew there's an audience out there. It's horror movies. You know, the horror audience is, is super built in and super awesome. But there was an audience out there that was craving the connection of working with the studio. And I, I, again, you know, horror people are usually the most creative people in my opinion, because it's just a genre that typically when you, you know, talk to these individuals, they have some t- type of creative outlet and thing like that. So they found us and we had a vocal few people that for the first time were supporting us versus, you know, just being like, Hey, these movies are low budget garbage trash, which again, we totally get that because you're comparing it to the multi million dollar movie, literally one click over on Amazon from us. So, Again, I totally get it. But this is the first time they're like, hey, we watched your movie. We really love this. How can we support you? And that's, you know, Aries, who's on our DVD cover now. He basically reached out. I was like, I just want to support you guys. What can I do to help out? And this was like the first nice thing we had in January 2021. From there, I started doing live streams. We got more people. I think I got lucky because I look like Paul Dano and the new Batman came out. And <laughs> we were, we were peeking well, on hey, that. Algorithm. I want to ask you, will there be blood? <laughs> I'll drink your milkshake, man Dude, That's yeah, a good movie um, uh, <laughs> I need to watch it again, honestly Because I was pretty young when I watched it And I, like, I feel like, oh, there will be blood Oh, that movie's it, a too. ten. It's a oh, 10 yes. you'll, you'll, be, oh, yes. you'll be
2: pleasantly happy With your rewatch, rewatch That's why Batman I feel like it. it's
1: one where like, I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot more now But I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, The algorithm spiked, we got a group of people And then I was like, let me start a Discord And this was like in February, so things were moving pretty quick the only reason I wanted to start the discord is I'm like, I got to find a way to organize this. You know, we got like, we got like 15 people. And to me, 15 people, I'm unstoppable. You know what I mean? Like that's insane. Having 15 people that will listen, join the live, support us. So like we have that, like, Instagram. that's our discord right now. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need though. Like to me, yeah. you get one or two people. Like the, the big thing I always recommend to people is like, you know, that first time shows it's possible when you get that second person, it's not a fluke. So you're good. You know, you can you you're, you're you did it, and I was excited with that, but you know since then it's exploded to eighteen thousand people um oh, yeah. we have it's like three hundred super fans now, which is like a special perk system that we have for people that support us uh and the big thing is really what ends up happening is um as the community supported us more, we just wanted to support the community more. And that's what spawned us casting from the Discord as well, too. Because a lot of these people, I mean, they're creatives, they're actors. We got someone, Cause and Effects Makeup, is going to do such an amazing job. Like, I mean, she's so amazing, and she found us from TikTok. Of the actors that we have now for our lead cast is from TikTok, and the sense is everyone's much more connected now. I I was surprised how all that stuff is. Dude, I've been peeping at. it. Yeah, I'm telling you, like. It's cultivating this level of talent that we have and giving people opportunities. So what's really crazy to me is we made we learned how to make movies, which is a very critical component. Like if we did have if we had no clue how to make movies, we couldn't juggle casting people from the Discord and doing what we're doing. So we needed the Hateful Eight hate to learn how to make movies. Now we know what we're doing to making these contained movies, so we can focus more on the community. And the big thing with the community is it just makes sense. Why would you not want to support a studio that's going to support you? It's it's yeah. it's amazing community we
2: have. What what y'all are doing is unparalleled to my knowledge. I don't know any other studio and I've right. said this to friends. I've said this to people who are because I, I talk to people outside it's of the Discord. Well. Oh yeah. Y'all are it's y'all are, well. after learning yeah. about DBS, and this is a good thing for the second take because I didn't get to say this for the first take. Uh Last night when I was part of y'all on, on DBS's Discord, and there will be a link in the show notes for that as well as uh his – Kellen's early YouTube films, if I can get him to share those links. I'm going to put those there too. Oh, man. Um, they're they're yeah. public,
1: public under my name. Type in Razor's Edge. I'm proud of that bad boy.
2: Oh, fuck yeah. I want I want to get that in there. I want everyone to go see it and give it a fucking like. Besides that though, being a part of the Discord and when we got to go in there and introduce ourselves and have a little bit of fun – No one else does that. And what one of my answers was to one of y'all's questions from the discord was, what would you improve in your personal life? And I said, my financial situation, because I'm a creative and I feel like if I had enough money, I'd be doing exactly what y'all are doing. I'd be trying to give like, like funnel creative people and people who (laughs) love it. Like it's like you're saying. People who love the genre are the most passionate, and they're going to put out the best work they can. They're going to do the best they can because they love it. They're not some asshole – let me not say an asshole, but they're not some person who's just trying to make it or break out or whatever. These are people who really love what they are consuming, and what right. we're consuming is the the ideas and the creation of, of other people that are like-minded when it comes to the horror genre. At least that's that's the community that I feel like I'm a part of, and and I, I love that. I love that. I love what y'all are doing, man. Grindhouse, Grindhouse segued us into this, like, because that was my next question, and y'all have already answered it. So, you, you're in you're in this new mode now where you're supporting your community, the the community is supporting you, and y'all are actually like I'm witnessing it firsthand. So, if anyone's listening to this and thinks it's bullshit, no, they do this. This is what they're doing. The model is so fucking original. Like I have no I, I have no idea who else is doing this. I don't think anyone's doing this.
4: Well, no, nobody's doing this, and I think we've talked about it before when it comes to horror. And I think we talked about this on take 1. Um <laughs> horror is I think one of the rare genres where there are people all over the world making horror movies. You know, whether they're a one-star horror movie or a 10-star horror movie. There's people everywhere doing it. People doing it with their cell phones, with their camcorders, whatever else. And it's unlike any other genre anywhere. There's nobody making low-budget fan-fueled rom-coms. No oh. one's doing that.
2: You know? If they are, no one's hearing about it the way they are like horror, right?
4: Well, maybe they're doing it, but they're doing it and it's a short film or they're doing something like that. Nobody is making a full 90-minute
2: Low budget,
4: fan film, nobody's just – it just isn't happening. I guess the the other way to say it though, Grindhouse, is that like the fans are not as passionate, right? That's kind of where I was going is that horror has a passionate fan base, and I think the thing that DBS does, and this is what DBS does so well, is that they have built a community with their Discord of not just films – there are people in there that play video games. There are people in there that draw, people that paint, people that do special effects, people that write stories, and a lot of good special effects artists. I look at the fi- uh, the pictures all the time. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Wow. And so, but this community, the the cool part about this, and 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 I want to say this, and and I want everyone to take this with a grain of salt. When I first got into the D B S Discord and I saw how many channels that they were, I went, "Holy shit!" I purposefully
2: sent Grindhouse (laughs) in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we didn't say this
4: on take one. We didn't
2: say this on take one. He he sent me into the matrix. Yeah, just
1: like, yeah, I was like, Grindhouse,
2: because he's so new to Discord. And I'm gonna admit, Kellen, at first, I was even overwhelmed. I'm like, it's overwhelming. She's a beefy
1: beefy server now, she's got a lot of channels
2: as a newcomer to Discord. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm new like Grindhouse to Discord. Like, I don't know, so am I. I'm fairly new to it. So it's a little overwhelming, but it's a big discord, and it, there's a reason it's a big discord. Y'all are doing a lot of things. Y'all are juggling well, a lot, and correct. so That's- so I get it now. Like at first, I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" And I sent his ass in there because I'm like, "Grindhouse, go 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 over to DBS and and see what the fuck." <laughs> I, I love <laughs> I love how you
1: sent him in there. We immediately infected him. He came back. He's like, "Come on, come on. He, yeah." No, oh no, he I, did. Oh, for the, he came for the back. No,
2: he for had the DBS record, mugs. He had DBS jackets. Yeah. That motherfucker
4: said, for "DBS." Record, last night, I drugged <laughs> the, I drugged these two bitches, kicking and screaming, in there last night, just for the record. <clears throat> Um, kicking and screaming. Maybe I was trying to figure
2: out how. I, I, Whoa, it, I was more, it was I more. It was more whining and, watched... and
4: crying. That's fine. I anyway, <laughs> in and watched the movie
2: with y'all, bro. <laughs> I, I was a, watched
4: a, the movie with y'all, bro. I was I happy to
2: do it. the introduce you part, but yeah. I was trying to figure out how to do it necessarily. And they were like, "You got to raise your hand." And I'm like, "Okay, fuck." Well, I didn't know. It's...
4: So yeah, so so di- Discord etiquette, notwithstanding, because mm. you guys are from Louisiana, etiquette's not something that they teach down there, huh? Anyway, uh, my my point is like once you get past the because it is a little bit overwhelming. Once you get past it, the reality is there is something in there for everybody. Yes. Um, and I've said it before. I have I have engaged in the the video game play. I have I have had Kellen throw me over his shoulder and drag me across a, a cemetery and then hang me on a hook playing mm-hmm. uh, playing Dead by Daylight. I have kinky. I have hung out with a couple of the mods and done the writing power of hour or writing hour of power and that has got me writing my story again. And I haven't touched my story in 10 fucking years. And I brought it back out and I'm writing it again. And shocker little secret, it's about zombies. Um yes, nice. you know, I I love the movie Mondays and I think this is the big piece for me. Like if I if I have a spare 30 minutes or a spare 3 hours, I can go on the discord and the odds are there's going to be something coming up that I'm going to think is pretty fun. And the people there, I think as Kellen has said, the people there are fantastic. There's nobody here that's out to bash on anybody or to hate on anybody. It is a horror community, which on the surface, I think to the average person, they'd go, well, oh, so they all have black eye shadow and they're all weird. And it's like, no, no, they're not. They're the nicest people you're ever going to meet. You know, and they're super supportive, and it's like, hey, would you read my story and tell me if it sucks? And fifty people will go, yes. You know, I mean, and that's that's dope. That's dope. Tell but, someone their shit sucks
2: because they need to know so they can make it better.
4: Well, make it better. I, I, well, I guess my point is, is that I don't think anybody would tell you that it sucked. I think, well, people yeah, and not be ugly. Constructive here, criticism. The people I mean, here will say, well, what if you changed this, or what yeah. if you did this, or what if this happened earlier? Because I've had this ex- exact experience uh, in their Discord. So the community that you have built is, and not trying to downplay the the movies because I love your movies. I think the community
1: that you built might be your biggest success. Oh, a million percent! I mean Ooh, the the the, the awesome. community the community <laughs> is is our biggest asset, and we we straight up recognize it. And the cool thing with it is. That then means the more we reward our community, the more people we cast from our community, the more we show that we are invested in this. And, you know, again, to give you guys an idea of listening out there, there is a ton of events going on all the time. There's usually a lot of chats, a lot of voice chats and things like that. So I will be, yes, it is super overwhelming. And I'm like, what channel can I cut? But as you mentioned, there's like a little group. It's like, well, then the car people are going to be upset. And then the sports people. So it is a little bit, you know, at first when you join and hop in, it can be a little bit intimidating. I mean, I know when I was like first using Discord, I was like, this is crazy. But once you get the hang of it, it really is just designed, as you were saying, to be that. And I think, Travis, you brought up a really cool point where, you know, you were saying, like, unfortunately, you are limited, you know, creativity wise, because it costs a lot of money. It just it just does. In order to even be a creative nowadays in the Hollywood system, you typically need to just be rich or a Nepo baby. Like that's kind of the two big paths. And then it's like, oh, you're neither of those. Well, there's like a mountain that you need to climb to even come close to having the same opportunity. And what happens is so few people have an opportunity. And to me, DBS is about providing an opportunity to the people who are giving us the opportunity to make the movies. And that's why it's such a cool success. Like a flywheel that just becomes a snowball.
2: I told someone from our discord to go to y'all's discord because they have aspirations of being an actor. And I was like, you you know, who's you know, who you're going to have a good chance with. If you really want to do it and you really want to dedicate your time and yourself, there, no guarantees, but I'm saying this is the place. DBS Films is the place. If you find yourself wanting to audition for something, they have a section for that. We're blowing your discord, but I mean it, it's just – there's like Grindhouse said, there's something there for everybody. So once y'all had this model intact, y'all are here now. Y'all are caught up with the social media at the like the height of this production company would y'all you call yourself a production company or a filmmaking company or what's the term?
1: you Production would say? studio would be like the technical term if you look at what we're doing. Um, but like a lot of production studios don't do the writing and like they kind of manage production. So it's, uh-huh. it's very rarely like a production studio is usually the finance element of it, but they're technically what we are in the sense that they get the finished product and they hand it off. But what most production companies do is they usually just sit, In an office and like here you go you do this you do this you do this where we do everything so it's like it's a bit unique um but definitely i would say production studio is our focus because the idea again is we'll scale up to then we have teams as well from our discord that we basically uh make movies with well
2: that would be dope um (laughs) i would love to do that shit (laughs) um well, sure. it's true. I, I've, I've made short films in the past and I've always wanted to be a filmmaker. It, it... We,
1: want to, we want to enable it. I mean, that's the thing, like so many people. Well, and the one thing I do want to mention that you're talking about the one actor from the discord, join us. If you audition for every movie that we make and if snap, you support us, snap, he, he's talking to you, he's, stalking, snap, he's, he's talking, talking to you, man. snap, you, you support us, you become a super fan, you will 100% be in our movies. And the reason for this, I can't tell you when, that's the hard part. I don't know which movie we're going to make a lot of movies, but if you continue to do it, you will 100% do it. Cause think about it. If you're willing to show us support over this time frame, you're, you're doing things that help us grow. Then we can make more movies. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win. And that's why I, to me, it's really right at your fingertips. If you jump in, in Grindhouse, I think you're the perfect example of this, man. You hopped in, you're immediately were like, hey, we have these little, we have tiers. So it's completely free to audition. It's completely free to rank up to be a super fan. There's all these free elements, but there is way to support us because, you know, people, hey, it's like, I want to support you. So we want to make sure you get more perks and rewards from it. So we do have, like, some subscriptions and stuff like that. But Grindhouse, you hopped in. You're like, hey, I want to do this and get this. And you join the events. To me, joining the events is the biggest thing. Like, again, you know, anyone can, hey, here's cash and whatnot there. But if you're actually joining the events, providing to it, I've had a lot of the mods already have been like, this Grindhouse zombie is really cool. So, like, this is the thing is, like, yeah, as you guys – because then what does that do? It makes more community and connections. So this is the thing that's really cool against to me is – we're going to keep rewarding this. So it makes sense for us to be like, if you support us, it will 100% happen because it will, because we'll have another supporter and then it grows, it grows, it grows. And soon enough, we're making, we're making um, any movie we want.
2: I want to add grindhouse zombie is really cool. Yeah, he is. He's a really cool guy. Cool Cool fucking guy.
4: I do want to say at one of the events and I, it was one of the movie nights. I don't think, it was not Forest of Death, but Benjamin was in the crowd watching the movie with us. Um, I I made, a, I made a comment about Forest of Death um, and it was, hey, city boy, I can't wait to fuck your girlfriend. And somebody in the Discord got all sorts of pissed off and was like, you can see yourself out here. That's inappropriate. And Kellen totally saved my ass and was like, no, no, no. That's from the new movie. Take a deep breath. And then they were like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but for the record, the the guy that runs the studio popped in and was like, Nope. No, no, no. You're <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love I love Insta- that kind of backup. Instant that clout. that is, all that clout.
2: That is yeah. dope. No, but it's clout, but it's also like it's backup though. It's like, no, Hell this yeah. person's not being ugly. They're fucking just sharing our love of this movie that maybe you hadn't seen yet or you don't know the lines from yet. But you know what? They're quoting our films like this is dope and that's what Grindhouse well, Grindhouse was, is in there being that motherfucker. Oh
4: I, I was so I, I was sort of bantering with Benjamin, you know, and it just came out and then somebody was so offended and it was like and this is going to sound so stupid cuz like Ricky Travis, you guys know me. I generally don't give a rat shit what people think. I I I'm, I'm generally kind of like take it or leave it, but it was like being part of this Discord is so fun and you meet so many people. It's like, "Oh great, I made somebody mad." You don't and want to make, like, yeah, exactly. You don't want to make Kellen upset. Kellen flung the van door open and came out. I did.
1: West, west <laughs> <studio>. <laughs> Honest, honestly, I did. I did because I saw that. I saw that, and I was yeah. I was live stream at the time too. Yep. And I was like, well, no, uh, uh-uh. no. no, no, no. Um, I mean, for us, the thing is, is it's thirteen. Uh, if you're thirteen years or older, you can join the Discord. We have some incredibly talented, like younger uh, uh talents in the Discord, whether it's acting or writing um Lizzy aka Liggy as i call her yeah. um she was in the horror in the forest as the intro girl for this one wow. and i mean she does these short films she does these animations and like i think that to me is super cool that we're providing this creative community to everyone out there like that's the reason why i think it is so wholesome is because the people that are joining our discord are of that creative nature and it, you know it's like it's like what everyone usually mentions is is either a place for you to you know, rekindle your love for some creativity, give you an outlet, give you the ability to talk. Because I think, you know, the one thing that you're mentioning about with like scripts is, yeah, you can talk to someone, like, hey man, can you read my script? They're not creative. They're not gonna give a shit. They're gonna be like, yeah, man, I don't know. Or they'll give you like some feedback there. Whereas if it is someone who generally is another writer, which that's what you're gonna be doing in the writing power of hour, yeah. it, it's such a different connection. And again, I I never would have thought that it would be this wholesome. Huge shout like- out to our team and everyone because it's it's the nicest group of people. Hell yeah! I mean, one one thing we, we awesome man. One thing we do is we have the challenges. So we have an acting challenge, special effects challenge, writing challenge, and screenwriting challenge. We did put them on hold because we are about to film our Bigfoot movie. We got guys Bigfoot seven, seven days from now. We will be filming movie number fourteen, the Bigfoot project, and. This is gonna be. We got a good team on this one. We got eleven people from the Discord. Rip a dick off. It, we got. Some yeah. Really, rip was, a dick was,
2: off in your film, please. I don't
1: know. I don't know if it'll be that. <laughs> but There will be some. Appendages <laughs> rip off, off.
4: Rip off Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> Ooh, shit. if you're gonna bring it i want it to be three feet long and hairy
0: okay, dude. Dude, what if what if what if he's got a
1: little window
2: oh he's a little bigfoot
1: he's a little bigfoot well i got i got a production we got a production meeting with the team tomorrow at two so i'll bring it up i'll be like what Guys. if what if
0: that's how he becomes a cyborg because yeah. he has to remove his little his little wiener
4: cyborg bigfoot that's right Sci- oh yeah size squatch Size there watch. we <laughs> go. All you gotta do is write it now, Ricky. So join the Jeez. join the, uh, join the writing of uh, Power Hour, and you can you can write I mean, that's the thing. like
0: to
1: so the audience out there, big things coming. And again, with yeah. like the challenges <laughs> that we, <laughs> oh I mean, I think like, honestly, I'll probably do so. Like, what we do when we're not filming is we have these challenges where it's like, hey, this is the prompt, um, you get 20 bucks if you win it. So it's just a fun little thing that we did, but through those challenges. People that have won the acting challenges, surprise, surprise, they're cast in our movie. Mr. Wheeler is one um, who did a fantastic job. I know they're acting. I see what they're good for for the role, so that gives us. The writers, as we scale up our writer's room, the people that win the writing challenge are going to be there. In special effects challenge, we've had three people, as we've mentioned from the special effects challenge, who were so good, work on our movies. So, again, it's like this cool, selfish thing we do. We're selfish because it allows us to coordinate really good talent out of the Discord, but that selfishness is us giving the community back. So it's like this, it's this cool thing where again, it just makes so much sense for us to reward the community because it makes our movies better and it makes our brand bigger. And then that just means we reward the community more. So I'm, again, it's so crazy how much our perspective has shifted from last year to this year. You know, I would have never expected to have this loyal army of people and we're growing every single day. And, you know, now we're doing first podcast here with you guys so it's just so cool to have these moments of how we're growing. You know, like I mentioned before, this is super surreal to me. I never would have thought that I would be doing any type of podcast or anything like Eventually, maybe I was like, you know, if our movies got to a point like there could potentially be a podcast there. All of these means of us communicating by having this discord has just opened so many doors for us. And I, I'm just super thankful for everyone involved. And I'm super thankful for again, I'm going to keep talking about Grindhouse because he's he's doing a great job. You guys showed up. You guys did the introduce yourself. So I appreciate that as well, too. But like, I mean, again, the more people that are really cool, that are cool horror people that make our community better. It just, it provides such an outlet for everyone. So that's it, just it me. I can gush up. all day over this because this is they're the sweetest people and they're making our dreams come true, which means it's my responsibility and my brother's responsibility to make your dreams come true by casting you in these movies. Like give, it's not even, you know, Oh, Hey, you can go be in a movie. No, it's generally giving you an opportunity. People just do not have opportunities. We are handing out opportunities to passionate people here because they're supporting us and because they have the talent. Like, that's the biggest thing. The people that find us are the actors, are the writers, are those people, you know, such as random people like, hey, I joined this because no, it's, it's the horrors. It's the creative people. And yeah. it's crazy, man. It's, it's an amazing community. With the growth
2: of the production studio at this point and at the height of y'all's powers right now, after Murder House, after Forest of Death, which got rave reviews from a lot of different fucking critics, especially for Benjamin L. Newmark in his performance. But all that being said, the film itself has been widely received as really fucking good, man. How has this reception been inspiring the team at DBS Films?
1: So, great question. I think what the hardest part for me is with filmmaking is how slow it is. It's so painful to me Um, in the sense that there's so many other businesses that, like, as soon as you have the product and you sell the product, you're good. Whereas filmmaking, it basically... You know, when we were first starting off, we filmed a lot of movies, as we mentioned, in 2017, only to have them released in, like, 2020. So, like, a three-year gap. And the hard part is, is we filmed The Force of Death in May of last year, and we got it released in March of this year. so basically, like, a nine-month period. And I think the hard part is, is I see DBS now with our production of A Cold Grave, which was the second one that we made, which was The Roger Project. So that one we filmed in January. Um, The one that's about to come out soon is Horror in the Forest. We filmed that in October. So basically we're already two movies better and we're watching Forest of Death, which Forest of Death, uh, love the concept. We're definitely going to redo it. I love shapeshifters. We knew it was going to be a trickier one going into it because you don't see a lot of shapeshifter stuff. So we don't have as much marketing information as compared to some of the other movies that we've done. So we were like, Hey, let's see how the reception was. But, as you mentioned, best movie to date, first certified fresh rotten tomato. Um, so it's it's really great seeing that. And I think the big thing is every time a movie comes out, we end up finding more people. You know, the big thing with us with Girl in Cabin 13 is that really kicked the doors open because you know, I, I don't think if we like it was number one on two being horror. So a lot of people saw that movie. A lot of people like found us through the content that we were putting through the Girl in Cabin thirteen. So every single time a movie comes out, we get bigger. But, like, what's – the hard part is, is, like, we're so much better right now. Like, I can't wait for you guys to see a cold grave. I can't wait for you guys to see, you know, horror in a forest. Like, there's so much improvements. And I know the Bigfoot project is just going to absolutely knock it out of the park. So, like, every time it's like, oh, here comes a horror in the forest, I'm like, yeah, but the Bigfoot project, like, I have the rough of that done, and it's so much better. So it's it's tough with that part of how slow it is. Um, But, I mean – I will say we did make a big shift. The biggest issue with Forest of Death, why it took so long, is it was cinematic and was a bigger movie. We are on a found footage bender right now. And the reason is found footage is super easy to edit in the post production. So we can just speed up that process. Because, I mean, again, you make a movie for tens of thousands of dollars and you don't see a penny until a year. That's a very hard business model, you know? So, like, that's the hard part is getting up to ramp speed with all the movies. But the thing is, is every time we make a movie, the community gets bigger. The community gets bigger. They support the launch of the movie more. That movie does better. We get more people. So like, it's this, the nice part is the flywheel is in motion, Um, but there's just a delay in movie making and all filmmakers out there. That's why I just got to constantly be working.
2: You answered my next two questions because I was going to ask about uh, Horror in the Forest and the Bigfoot movie. You gave us that I'm scoop. i yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Let's let's I want uh, more let's, Bigfoot movies. Yeah. Um, well, I think Bigfoot I think Bigfoot's gonna be best. a
1: series. I mean, so I'm posting stuff now, and like I'll post it on YouTube, and I'll get people just like Bigfoot, Bigfoot, and like I think we're gonna find our audience there. But I was gonna say let's let's hype up Roger a little bit because Ben oh. he, he's. <laughs> You don't have to... Bruh, we will suck Rogers <laughs> that, right now. You don't even have to boy. fucking try. You know, here's, the thing, here's the thing. You know he's listening right now. I oh, love yeah. You. Every time every time I have a podcast, because we have our own podcast, I just know anytime I mention something, I'm like, all right, Ben, that's for you. And I can't he, wait I to have I him back that. on.
2: I cannot wait to have him back on oh, the yeah. show. But I love him.
1: Ben's yeah, a great a example. He's a great example of the other benefit of the community is, like, imagine, you know, the stars that you love and the horror movies you love that you can talk to and hang out with ben did a watch party with the we did a watch party of the Forest of death with the cast and crew there and i really love how active ben is in doing these events promoting dbs and all of those things and i think that's just another cool element with it and you get so i heard you guys were fans of roger roger is
4: actually how we found dbs Yes. So Benjamin had reached out and was like, hey, I would like to do a podcast. What should I do? And our good friend Poltergeist, Poltergeist OD said, um, well, hey, check out the nightclub, you know, because um, they're fun. Um, they're they're not too serious, but we like to get in deep because we like horror movies. And, and and Benjamin reached out and said, hey, I'm going to be in this movie. Um, would you guys like to see it and then talk about it? And we're like, well, sure. You know, and within probably a week of that, we all three of us were in your Discord. I mean, and now... Here we are. I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies.
3: So basically, I just came to see some naked teens and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key, 12
2: cabins, 12 vacancies, 12 bodies, mother, pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many, pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever raptor, just chapter, raptor, chapter, raptor, chapter. Massacre, make the Ripper look like
0: an amateur ambassador of the Slashers. Oh Michael... Lord of the dead, you could break up in the this bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain all
3: the blood that was stored in his head All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from pumpkin head This is not a dream, baby This
0: ain't Halloween, baby Scene. this is what we
3: call a screen,
0: baby. Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD. Follow me on Instagram in the slasher app at Poltergeist
4: underscore OD. I think we talked a little bit about this on take 1 and I and I wanted to ask again because I was actually at a con today. And I had a bunch of your cards but it, like the the crowd was kind of wrong for it. Um it was more of a anime, comic book, whatever else. But let's go say going. Well, I no, I know. I just I was it, it was I got you it was hard to stand in, in this crowd with the, the hot anime chicks and what it, it was really hard to stand out. Um, So I think we had talked about this before. <laughs> um, There's one coming up in Indianapolis that I'm going to go to. And we had talked a little bit about, and I think you and I collectively had the same idea, you know, a t-shirt that says, ask me how to be in a horror movie, something like that on the back. So do you guys have any plans to do anything like going to cons, like having a booth, doing anything like that? That and would then- be dope. And then do you think that you would ask people in your discord to help you support that like in different cities? Cause you guys can't be in, you know, all these different cities at the same time. So, um, I wondered as a fan, as a super fan, a hero, no less. Um, if, uh, <laughs> well, but would you, would you ask your fans to do that? Like sign up for that and like, go and do some of that stuff. Cause I think that would be fun. Cause I love shilling. So shilling is what I do for a living. I could, you know, shilling for you guys would be like, easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we always appreciate it Um, 100% I think the big thing now is really just the focus on the movie production because it is something where it's still a side hustle of ours so we still have a full-time focus and basically we're just bringing out as much as we can to build portfolio because you do get residuals and things but uh, I mean yeah hitting the cons by storm letting people know who we are I love that t-shirt idea it's definitely going to be the next t-shirt is going to have like the QR code on the back I was even thinking like you know, because I do, uh, I'll do like uh, races every once in a while, like five k's and ten k's and stuff like that. Man, you have one of those with a QR code, and you're just behind someone. It's like, oh, man, I guess I got to do this. You go to a park, you go to a con, anything like that. You can, you'll be surprised how many people uh, won't, because people want to be in horror movies. So I think it's such a good message. The big thing that would be doing in-person super fan events. So we want to do things like a red carpet in Las Vegas, superfans cruise, just Damn. all these different things where. The people, because I mean, really, you form friendships in this Discord and whatnot. Um, there's actually a really cool idea that I have that I'm like trying to figure out what the the one is. I want to do DBS Summer Camp, so it'd be like an adult summer camp type concept. Oh, but man. I would do it where it's an adult summer camp type concert for one week, and the second week a the classic. movie. Yeah, yes, we filmed a classic yes. summer camp slash yes. movie. Oh, yes, I yeah, had guys. the same
2: idea while you were saying it. I was like, if they filmed the fucking okay. movie well, with all these people, yeah. So Ooh. I mean,
1: that, yeah, I mean that's the thing. <laughs> wow. Like, do so much crazy stuff that you could do from finally doing. I, I think another big thing is like you know, once we do scale up, we'd have super fan days for every single shoot. Where if you're a super fan, we'll say, hey, come on in. Like, it'll probably be, like, the last day or so or something like that. Ideally, when we're wrapping, you can talk with the cast, get things signed. Um, And, again, you know, we have big, big visions. We want to have our own big old production. Like, our dream is to have a production studio with, like, four sets inside of it. Like, four different houses or spooky locations that we could just film 24-7 in would just be insane. So, you know, come die to the facility, stuff like that, and do all this stuff. So, we have big ideas. Um, but right now, like I said, it's it's focused on the movie ones there. But I mean, yeah, the the coolest one that we have, one of the people that met us at one of our, um, we did a film festival that was also like a shock fest. It was like a horror convention as well. And a film studio. Person that met us there, his name's Irish. Irish is now going to be in two of our movies. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be something where, you know, we're going to continue to embrace the model however we can.
4: Okay. Well, don't be super surprised if I end up with a box of t-shirts and if I need a cease and desist, go ahead and send it. That's fine. Dude,
1: I, I, I tell I, everyone, make as much DVS merch as you want. I love seeing all that stuff. I appreciate you know, it. I um, have a sort of
4: philosophy. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. So um, <laughs> as, as evidenced by Ricky and Travis's t-shirts, you know, so it's like, if you're going to own it, own it. And that's what I love doing. So yeah, I would... Like I said, today was fun, but I would have liked to have been able to chill better. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, like I said, if you need to send a season to sis, go ahead. But no, uh, that I'll, is uh,
1: a please continue. Okay. I'll send you. I'll send you a please continue. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I think the other cool thing, you know, about when. Like you're saying that Roger, you guys met us through Roger and watching Roger. Listening to this podcast was the coolest thing ever, guys. Like, I can't, I, again, you know, as I mentioned before, in the Hateful 8, hate, the only feedback we got was like, you suck and you're terrible. Some pity reviews every once in a while, we're like, obviously it's a bunch of high schoolers. And like, I don't blame those one star reviews because, again, we're up against these million dollar movies that are right next to it. Most indie films typically have like a 10x, like, most indie films are 100, 200, 300, 400, 500K. And like we really are able to bat at their level, do a better job for like one tenth that. And that being said, what's really cool now is listening to the podcast and how amazing you guys were, how much you liked the movie. I, again, the one thing I think we we're mentioning it there, we were saying like the Save It, Private, and Ryan scene, the stuff, you guys <laughs> were, the stuff you guys were picking up on was mm-hmm. so amazing to me and my brother because it was the stuff where like well hopefully they'll see it like this and it's like i saw it like that or like again my best line ever was the winnebago line yeah it's like my that was my one <laughs> All winnebago's
0: are now winnebago's to me and
1: and hearing you <laughs> he be like yo that line killed me that was such a cool experience for me that was such a cool experience for my brother and I just think, you know, like you're saying, those studios are –
3: Nightclub.
1: Call the nightclub. Leave a review. Again, you're going to get 5,000 DVS points if you're listening to this. I'm going to make a big old post about this because, I mean, it's so cool what you guys are doing. And what studio – like, again, I think studios are going to try and copy what we do in the future. They're going to try and, like, fake it to some degree. Yes, they will.
2: Yes, they will. Y'all are are ahead of y'all's time. I'm telling y'all right now.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're well, just, I'm, we're very anti Hollywood. I love it. Like we're coming, well, we're coming for their lunch. We just need a crouton. You know they don't really give a <laughs> shit about what you think about what movies they want. Here's another remake, all of that stuff. And I think what
2: y'all are doing is fucking revolutionary.
1: We're taking me. them down. We're bringing the power back to the people. Well, and like again, we- it creates fun connections. Like th- like these are the natural connections that come from our mentality that we have a studio and your guys's passion for horror. We're having this conversation. I love it. You know, I get to know you guys now. And I think that's the powerful thing with DBS is there's so many cool people out there in our community. And DBS just creates this little perfect like point to be like, hey, you like this actor? Talk to them. Hey, you like this movie? Here they are. Hey, you're a writer, too. And then before you know it, you're hooked. And it's, it's, again, Hollywood's going to get crushed. We're coming for them well i mean i think your 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 expansion
4: and your and your ambition is is super impressive and i i meant to say this earlier and i didn't um but I'll say it now because i think it i think it bears saying Travis talks about you know us being you know a, a quote unquote little podcast and and you know i i don't know what constitutes a big podcast or a little podcast but i what I do know is that you know a year ago call it two years ago i was occasionally popping into this and being a guest and just saying like hey i like this movie and do whatever else and a year ago they formally asked me to join this shit show and i did yeah um and Mm, yeah you did (laughs) and and, and the reality is look at what's what it's exposed me to i'm talking to the i'm talking to the head of a movie studio okay so i mean i I, never could have imagined when i started this
2: shit dude that this is where we'd be right now I never had oh. this thought in my wait, mind. Wait
1: till, wait till we film uh, the cyborg Bigfoot as a southern preacher. Because, again, that it's something... <laughs> Fuck yeah, bud. I done told first...
2: you. I told you on first take, if I have a fucking role, <laughs> it's the goddamn preacher boy who I I will deliver. I will fucking sell, son. Do you understand? Do you see what's well, happening I, behind? It's me? so ominous with the lightning behind. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that's fun. that's what's <laughs>
4: happening right now. But do you <laughs> understand the value. fucking magic that's happening right now? <clears throat> that is entirely my point, and and I want to say this more to Travis than to anybody else. I don't think Travis understands like how much I and then like our listeners value the production he puts into this because he puts a shit ton of effort into this. Even when he fucks up and loses the files, he still puts a ton of effort True. into it, you know, yeah. and and makes it better. And that, I think that is, like, at, at the core of of what DBS does. And it's just, like, I always want to be good. I always want to be better. I always want to include things. And, like, so for me, that's what this has been. This has been an inclusive thing. And now it's even bigger because of you guys. I don't think there's anything you guys could be doing different to make this this – like a special thing for your fans. I mean, your fans clearly love you and love them. Love them. And then
0: the second, the second, so wholesome and it gives me the free songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Deep.
1: It it is. It's, it's so kind. It's incredible. It's like, it literally is the most wholesome place ever. And I mean, again, I, I, these people that are helping us now are going to be friends for life because of this one, the bonds are really strong over what we're passionate for, but two, it's like, you know, you're supporting us now once we become huge and massive and, you know, ideally fingers crossed, that's what we're going to keep on doing. It, it's going to make so much sense for us to reward the people helping us now. Here's my question for you, Grindhouse, or just you guys watched the watch party too. I think you said you watched it, Ricky. Yeah. What? Like, Was it cool just seeing the actual actors like clothes? Hell yeah. It's fucking rad.
4: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's, there's something about when you watch a movie, like especially as often as is often for me, I if if I watch a movie more than once, I really like it. And like I said, I've seen this movie a lot of times. Um, and people can say whatever they want about the movie; they can give their one star reviews, whatever else. Um, I I said it in my review on on Rotten Tomatoes. It the movie entertained the shit out of me. Okay, and there was a lot of characters that I loved. I mean, and Roger, the the crap talking redneck, good God, I, it was it was awesome. But getting in there and getting that's how you know he
2: movie. loves the nightclub.
4: <laughs> this, oh yeah well he 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 mentioned us he called us his nightclub friends so you know yeah. what i'm taking it for what it's worth um <laughs> but but being there and being able to talk to everybody and be able to ask some questions in the chat and do it i mean it was uh, no it, it was it, it was super fun and i can see it you know when you have one of those things and, and the reality is I think you could have more than one of those and you can definitely have the, some of the other actors sort of lead the charge, you know, and get people to ask a different set of questions and, and you know, and what, what it was like from this. And, you know, we can, we, we can talk about, I don't know, foot fetishes and things
1: like that. For the record, there's a that. fun, a fun little joke going around because it's a stupid big foot. So bigfoot (laughs) and the bigfoot project, and every once in a while, the chat with gifts and stuff just goes down a really bad rabbit hole, and I'm not liking it. I'm trying to ignore it. I just don't feed the fire. You've been in Discord when you get a good when you get a good set of gifts, when you get a good set of gifts, it's tough to to, uh, because again, like you'll you'll be in our chat, and I mean, like typically we have about a thousand people active by like the Discord metric, but like I mean i think like 80 percent of them are lurkers so we probably have like maybe at like our peaks like you know 50 60 chats it's not like an overwhelming crazy one there but i mean you'll get you'll get a good 10 people having just the 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 crazier conversations but um i think the cool thing you know as you were saying like seeing and and talking with the actors and everything um it just again makes so much more sense because it kind of uh, uh promotes the movie itself like that too
4: well, and the yeah, there.
1: and it was fun. It was fun to hear them yeah. banter between each other and
0: yeah. talk about like, oh, but you were this and that, you know, during this scene. And remember,
4: we, you know, it, it, it's just fun to hear the back and forth. Well, and having such having such approachable actors, like I, I, I know I, I put in the chat, he's so girthy, and that was a comment from our from our um our interview with Benjamin, and he looked at the camera. <laughs> and went, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> I am. So there's, I mean, there's a there's a connection there that's really it's really foundational and it makes you want to keep coming back and i think that's maybe one of the craziest things is discords are easy to get uh bored with and and they're they're easy to get overwhelmed with and yours definitely does not do that and yes the challenges in earning the points and everything is definitely a part of it for me i'm i'm a little bit of a challenge whore it's like challenge accepted here we go um but at the same time, to to your point, earlier, Kellen, I mean, you can go in there and you can do so many things that cost you no money. All you have to do is literally show up and raise your hand, and th- and then it's like here you go, you know. And it can be as much or as little as you want. Um, and you know, you can do the same thing ten times a day and do all that, or you can do something once a week and, and get some credit for it. it to whatever pace and scale that you want it to be. And I think that's the best part. Nobody nobody's going to judge you if you show up once a week or once every two weeks, but they're always going to say hello to you. Very yeah, they, they were
2: fired up last night whenever Kellen was jumping in. They were like, oh,
1: shit, Kellen! I, I, <laughs> I can stir it up a little bit in there. But that is, I'm glad you brought up the, the point system because this is something that I'm very big on is the reason I love Discord the most, besides how easy the communication is, is it just gives me like a history book of tracking just how much people are supporting us. And I really do look at the point system as a reward system. I should probably change that. I've been talking about changing that name. So I'll probably do it sometime soon. Again, you guys, I'm going to slide you some bonus points for doing all of this and, and doing oh, I had a, and whatnot. I, I, had a, I had a question for you on that exact thing.
4: The day the podcast comes out, and, and, and you don't have to do this. If you, if you dropped a link to the podcast and then gave each one of us at least temporarily 1 million DBS
1: points... <laughs> Just to drive everybody fucking crazy. Yeah!
3: Give them the name of,
1: dude, there would there, be, be anarchy. Those are, oh. those are very <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why we want you to do it. Grindhouse, exactly. that is an amazing exactly. fucking yeah. joke. I we would, won't do I nothing get, with them. I would them.
1: get DM'd so much. Um,
2: <laughs> well, but he has the, he does
4: have the power to take them away too, but I thought just like for...
2: That's just awesome.
1: for shits and giggles. 30 minutes. I've, I've I've had some I've had some moments where I have some good fun with the point system and removing. Yeah. points. so yeah, just for
4: just for thirty minutes, make us fans one, two, and three, and and I want to see I want to see Kellen Spackle Bunny just lose her fucking oh line. That would
3: be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't, a million, oh. million won't even catch her, man. You're going to need more than that. Like oh, he's done so much for the discord in that sense of like, do that. But the one thing I did <laughs> want to harp on when I was like saying, Hey, it's free. I do want to make this very, very clear. Cause it does. I think one of the things that does come up naturally is like, you'll get people be like, Oh, so it's like pay to play. You know what I mean? Cause we have like memberships. We have like, if you buy stuff, you will get points. The biggest thing I want to like focus on is, Like you were mentioning Grindhouse, like a lot of stuff is just share a social media post. You share the post, you get a good amount of points. You show up to an event, you get the same amount for buying a t-shirt you get for just showing up to one of our events and participating. So you get the most points for participating in the events and you get the, you get points for doing a lot of free stuff. But to me, so many people who are fans of something do that with, with nothing, no tracking. So many people are such loyal fans That do so much work for that fan brand. And that brand has no clue. No clue whatsoever. I share all your stuff. I comment all the time. I buy all your things. And that band's like, thank you, random person. What I love about the reward system is it is a way for us to track the people who are supporting us the most. And what ends up happening is, again, this free support, you get perks. The perks are watching our movies before they come out. All of our super fans will get their name in the horror in the forest. You'll have it in the credits. And this is just the start. Eventually, I want to do free super fan events where, hey, if you're a super fan, you get to come to this event for free. So I say don't sleep on these points because to me, it's an interactive reward system that we're kind of starting now. But it's more like a tracking system for me to say, you're putting an effort, you're working super hard. Like, I think, honestly, uh, Anna or Sparkle or Spackle, as she goes by, she's done so many events and so many things there. And it's such an easy way to be like. Oh, you were helping us from the beginning when we're here now. And again, you know, it's easy for me to be like, Hey, the nightclub first podcast, of course I'm coming back here, but I am able to track so many people who are supporting us now so that in the future, cause I mean, 18,000 people, my memory is already like, Phew. it's hard to keep track, but this is a very easy way for us to be like, Hey, even if you don't want to be in a movie, even if you don't want to be on set, even if you don't want to do special effects and you just want to share in the success of DBS, you're is super fan of ours so we're going to reward that so the point system is really big to me because it's a way for me to track the people that are changing our lives it'd be fun to do like a phasmophobia thing because we yes we,
4: we need to play phasmophobia heck yeah we, heck we, yeah, we, we, play, right. we play that enough but we screw around and ricky likes to die a lot and,
0: oh yeah and just do. it's my favorite part I like, <laughs> I like to go straight for the cursed object and try to get us all wasted yeah. Alright, I'm down. Let's let's let get going.
1: Let's look at setting one up and we'll make it a, an event because I know there's other people. And that's the cool thing. Like it's just you can find people to game with as well, too. Um, but I do want to actually take a pivot because I realize now that we have the second take, we have a big opportunity. Force of Death is now free on Tubi. There's no excuse not to watch our movies now. There is an evil in these woods. There is something out there. reason is locals know enough not to come out to these woods at night. I know what it is. It's shapeshifter. Take your form. It take your voice. It mimics you. But the moment it gets in one of your heads, that's when it strikes like a coiled up snake and just snaps right at you. I'm just making things up to scare you when you hear things go bumping the night. Or maybe I'm telling y'all the truth. I, I'm i always like, hey, listen, it's $3.99 to rent. I get it. I totally understand it. But man, I live on Tubi. I watch indie films all the time to support those bad boys. Yeah, Forest Tubi's of dope. Is totally free. So I think let's take a pivot and talk some force to Death. Okay, well uh, will for will Forest to Death be physical ever? Physical
4: media? Yeah, we have it. You haven't seen it? I have not. I well, where would I, I don't buy know. it? it Amazon, the... baby. Look right there. How good is this what?
1: cover, man? It looks you sick. know what? I, 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 oh well, I, mean, like, I mean like I mean like I'd be curious to like get the your guys' like uh what your favorite part of Forest to Death was or if you guys had any questions on it. But since it is free, I feel like it'd be good to talk about it a little bit now. It's oh, like that's shit. the big thing now. Because like honestly, our audience lives on Tubi. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Tube horror, free horror movies, things like that. That's when the girl in Cabin thirteen really blew up. And um, so that's when we're getting like we're already seeing a lot more stuff there. As, as far as Forest of Death goes, um, I think we've I think it's obvious that we uh love our friend Roger.
2: We wow. had a whole fucking episode on it. It's called yeah. A Good Rogering, episode eighty seven. <laughs> Go listen to that for Forest of Death. Forest of yeah. Death is dope, dude. Yeah, it's Look, dope. My my other favorite DBS fucking films banger. I got to admit, like, after Murder House, I'm like, yes, you were talking about perfecting a a sort of formula for y'all's films. I think with Forest of Death, y'all did that. Like, this was fucking dope. All aspects dope as fuck.
4: It was definitely put together. It definitely had, and, and, and I don't know, maybe I don't know the whole category, the whole library as, as well as I could, but like. The, the cool little montages when, when when the when the characters the actors are having fun and they're doing things. Um, honestly, I thought was great. Um, I, I think I've extolled the virtues of the Tom Tom scene. That thing is fucking just great. It's just absolutely great. Yeah,
2: that's um, one of the best scenes of the movie.
4: Yeah, definitely. And
0: that's-
1: the the saving Private Ryan. Private Ryan kill. Yeah.
3: Yep.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Fucking dope. Fun. Oh yeah. That was that was my favorite scene was that one because it's so cool when you you have like. When you have an action sequence like that, there's a lot of really fun, you know, how does this actually cut and play together? And then anytime you have like special effects, you're always like, all right, try it, like go, like clean it up. Like it's, it's such more engaging when you film those types of scenes. And that was definitely my favorite one there. Um, I'm curious, Travis, you, you mentioned Haunting uh, uh, the Murder House is your favorite one right? That, no, "Force of Death is oh, my
2: number Death, okay. one, but, but I, I think murder house is like right up there with that. Like y'all y'all are progressing in a way that like, I can't wait to see what y'all are doing next because I think y'all are going in that route. Like y'all based on the
0: trajectory so far, it's like, man, like fuck. Yeah. Keep going. That's the hard, like,
1: I know, I think horror in the forest is my favorite now, but I know, I really think you guys, I mean, obviously we got Ben in uh, a cold grave coming, which is basically Roger as the main character it's is a really dark and grittier one. Like yeah, we really kind of went I'm looking gotta,
2: very much forward to to oh, yes. in, in oh, a cold yes. grave. Very much.
1: Yeah, that one's that one's gonna be an interesting one. And I think, you know, as it, as I was kind of mentioning, the more movies you make, the better you get. I think we are gonna have a big step up here with special effects though. Again, cause and effects makeup, who's in the Discord is doing such an amazing job. We had a fantastic um Tatum and who's Tatum who's the lead now in the newest one, the Bigfoot. And then uh Kaylee, they, they both did amazing special effects work. So I think that's like the biggest thing we're improving on. Cause you know, I think me personally, you're a horror movie. You gotta cut some stuff off, rip some hands off. And I think we're like Heck one yeah. or two, we're one or two little shifts <laughs> away from I think really competing with, you know, some bigger horror movies out there. I think we always say the trick to making a good movie is don't do things like don't have bad scenes doesn't matter if you have good or great scenes, just don't have bad scenes.
4: Yeah. That's the fun part. And I, 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 what I always think is fun is there's somebody in Hollywood somewhere going, how did we miss this? And I love that moment because, um, you know, to your point, I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood embraces horror only to the end of their checkbook. Right. And if there's not some algorithm or some set of numbers that says this thing is going to be super successful, that it's never going to get made. It just, it just doesn't happen. Um, so it's for me, I mean there's definitely a formula to your film uh and and, and i and i, I love it I, I love the formula. I will say that when you make zombies in the forest, I wanna be front row just for the record I got it, I got <laughs> hey, we got we
1: got zombies coming in a cold grave. that's why you guys are gonna love it. we got some oh, I'm, late.
4: I'm late to the party story of my fucking life uh Damn. okay well i will
1: still I will still root for Roger, and I hope he gets to kill some goddamn zombies, fuck um, yeah. What you're seeing now, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. I think this is something that me and Brennan talk about all the time. When it comes to what Hollywood's doing now versus what you're seeing in indie films. We personally think there's going to be an indie film revolution over the next few years or so. Because it's never been easier to make an indie film. We also think Hollywood's going to continue to shoot itself in the foot. And I don't blame them. And what I mean by shoot themselves in the foot. What are you getting now? You're just getting remakes. They're taking like... The old, the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre was just it's the perfect example of Hollywood just taking like let's take a good IP and just bring it uh, as much as we can possibly get out of it and so make I'm it like, and make it like
2: a nine out of ten.
1: You, you like the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh man, I don't know. And again, my biggest thing: you can like a movie, you're completely correct. I can hate that movie, I'm completely correct. As a oh, I'm good there. with
2: it. I'm just I'm just chiming in because I got to. I mean, Night, I, Night Club.
1: I don't know. I, so my point being, would you like seeing what Hollywood's doing with the remakes? Because I think to me personally, uh, the movies you're seeing from A24 and Blumhouse are the, the good ones. But those are indie studios, really. Like those are indie studios yeah, on the Hollywood real. level.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, they're more established, but like in the, the bigger one. To me, yeah. the problem is I think Hollywood, because it's so hard to get eyeballs now, because it's so hard to get people to actually show up to theaters you have to almost have that name brand with it. So they're not going to try new things. Whereas I think in indie film, you're going to see a lot of new things. So I'm kind of curious, you know, as horror film lovers, what do you guys think of the current state of films? I think we're
0: in a horror Renaissance Mm -hmm. um, as, as it, as it is. Yeah. Um, There's just an insane amount of horror, an insane amount of great horror coming out of every fucking direction. And it's, it's, you know, interesting that you're saying it's getting easier to make movies. So I think you could be right, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't make them. So I don't know. I'm yeah. pretty high right now, man. That's probably why <laughs> I sound like an idiot. No you, know, I like so, no, you don't
2: sound like an idiot, dude. Um, I, I, I actually agree with you. Like uh, we've been saying this on the podcast for a few years. We're in the middle of a renaissance. Like we've been in this since 2010, 13 Whatever, like conjuring brought this up in the mainstream, and now we've had it expand to independent studios. Everyone's doing this like, and every studio is putting out their best efforts, I think they're trying really hard a twenty four Blumhouse those are major they're major big fucking Hollywood deals at this point like they're that's big time, dude, if you're Blumhouse or fucking a twenty four you're you're set. You're set. You're you're so you're I in do there.
1: I wanna just put it in perspective because again we see it more from like the, the filmmaker side. The what I mean on the indie level, so Blumhouse, he's three to five million dollars is all he makes, like movies-wise. I gotta take a look at some of his higher ones. Uh A twenty-four, everywhere, everything all at once was their or not, no, no. Bo is afraid was their most expensive one for like thirty-five million. To give you an idea, like Fast Six or something like that is like five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. So like when I right. when I look at the studio system, I do see like the your Marvel studios are like the, that's the Hollywood that I think is having more and more issues. And I think you've seen actually a horror renaissance because a lot of the really good IP that people are redoing is solid horror concepts. You know what I mean? Like Texas Chainsaw is a good horror concept. That's well, why they're even, even if, it. even if it's not a remake though,
2: like I'm saying like we since 2013, we've been experiencing a like oh, overall yeah. big horror renaissance. Like horror is, is the genre now it's dominating theaters even with the superhero movies it's still fucking like week after week horror is coming out number one whether it's the pope's excrement or it's fucking renfield or whatever (laughs)
4: like it doesn't matter like it's it like it's coming out as the number one on top but i think to kellen's point about ip and then things that are things that are made and remade we have we have a hellraiser remake we have another predator movie they were all dope um another chainsaw movie Um, although they were i mean they were yeah those those movies were good i love they were but i think but but i I think kellen's point is like the original ip and and things that are you know uh on the definitely on the indie thermometer and not on the larger things um and if you can if you can see by the posters behind me i'm gonna i'm gonna reference our our friend art the clown and terrifier too So oh yeah, heard,
0: Indy, shit's worth it, in in so, my opinion.
4: But I've said this. I've said this a couple of times. I'm going to sure. say it again. When I went and saw Terrifier two in the theater for the first time, two magical things happened. Two magical things.
2: He came so I, for the first time in ten years.
0: Ah, uh, whoa. Yes. And the other thing was he had an erection. Yes. Um,
4: the one came before the other, but yeah. Um, but well, that makes sense. But, but a, I went to a theater and I had a cosmic horror experience. And I thought I told you this, guys. Yeah, um, I before Terrifier 2, I saw a preview for Maximum Overdrive and yep. Night of the Demons. Yep, okay, Fuck yeah. Bro. I thought I was on a different fucking planet, That's I so had no cool. idea where I was. Uh, it's yeah, um, wild, bro. It's, wild the, it's that, wild the way that turned out. But yeah. I walked out of Terrifier 2. And I was the happiest I had been, when in terms of horror that I had been in years. And the reality was, it was the best horror movie that I had seen in decades, in decades. Okay, and it was made for pennies on the dollar. Yep the the director, the writer, whatever else was also the special effects guy. They did. So I mean, there there is magic to be had. Okay. When, when you um, when you
2: strip it all away, right?
4: Correct, correct. Yeah, and, and you take all the bullshit out, and yep. I think that our our newfound friends here at DBS are embracing that. They are they are embracing 100%. embracing the big Roger Girthy Cock, and they're like, yeah. you know what? "We are." I <laughs> know. Oh, gonna... I
1: feel about that soundbite. Ah,
4: well, I, but, <laughs> oh, but I think it's true though, because I mean, it people that love horror are a different breed. Okay, they are yeah. a different breed. Yeah, we people that love horror i mean let's be honest here people that love horror we have always been on the outskirts mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. i've spent my life on the outskirts of everything and when something like dbs comes along and it takes those people who are on the edge of the playground and don't know who to talk to and brings them together and says shoot the basketball and it doesn't matter if you make it we're still going to be your friends mm-hmm. that's what that's what fucking matters and that's what well, indie yeah, horror no. does we have talked about at length, at length in the nightclub about movies like, say, like The Outwaters or Skinamarink or whatever else. Travis loves Skinamarink. I don't love it like he does, but you know, what, you know what I love? I love the fact that he loves it because it means that he's going to watch it a bunch of times. The guy that made it is going to have an opportunity to make another movie, and maybe that's the one that I'm going to love, and that's what I want to keep see happening, right? Yeah. And it is amazing to me that DBS has created a machine And it's a fucking machine and it's awesome that it gets to keep doing that. But you get to keep doing it with the support of your fans and moreover with your fans, your fans are in your movies. It's fucking mind blowing that I know that people that I talk to on the discord that I have conversations with are starring in your movie. That blows my fucking mind, you know, but I think when it comes to the creative side of things, that's honestly really how it should be. Creative people should stick together and they should give to whatever level that they can give, whether it's an idea, whether it's a support, whether it's a social media share, whatever it is, or if they're an actor and they have to poop in the non-functional toilet, <laughs> whatever. <you laughs> That's um, why I be shouting out Shuttle out the Pot all the time. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but I, in the end, in the end, uh, it, it, Kellen, honestly, I mean, wait, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much yes. for doing what you do because- for people like us, it lights a fire under our ass
1: and it gets us out oh, and gets us motivated. Yeah. I think you actually highlighted a really, really good point with like the terrifier. I think kind of what my point was kind of with the the current landscape and the, the horror genres is it's it is the indie studios that are having like the like interesting ideas. Like I right. love indie studios because they will try different ideas and that's when you get a winner like uh, a terrifier or something there so like i do 100 percent agree with travis that there is a renaissance going on with the horror films and i think it's like if you look at saw you know saw kind of kicked that off was because that was oh for uh, sure saw's an indie darling paranormal activities are indie darlings in the sense of how low those were and how much that yeah. blair witch so if you look at what genre again is not only the best in filmmaking but the one that launches people and creatives and gives opportunities it is the horror and i think that's why you're seeing horror thriving is because the unique ideas are mainly coming from horror um if you look at the other genres they've kind of suffered a lot compared like i mean remember in like the t- 2010s how many comedies there were i feel like seth rogan was in like 17 movies every like month or something like that and now it's just it's interesting to see how the dynamic is but i think horror and indie film is gonna continue to gnaw away at that that older establishment there and i think again we're light years ahead because we're like well screw just you know making unique ideas let's involve our community and let's make it so that we're all part of this together and i think that's where once that model kind of gets out there and everything it's it's going to be super fun and i mean the end goal is shit man we want to make 12 movies in a year and i think we can easily do it especially if we have a team and like that's going to be super fun and that's when it comes super easy to cast as many people as we want
0: has anyone noticed my name here on Skype?
2: Saving Kellen's privates. Yeah. A long I noticed time ago, it. I, I noticed, noticed it. It Thank when you. I logged in. I, I just, laughed. Yeah, I, I laughed a long time ago. I just wanted ago. to make sure. I just no, wanted no, to make no. sure y'all noticed. I laughed a long time ago. This is staying in. This is staying in. And, all right, all and I right, and I loved it. Bad. No, 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 I loved it. I loved it. It's worth mentioning, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Rodniki. Motherfucking DBS films, y'all. But take so, two. <laughs> but we,
4: have to, we, we have to ask because it's an it, it's an ongoing topic, and I know he's not going to answer, but I have to ask
1: anyway. What does DBS stand for? So it's something we will never <laughs> tell. It's a hidden code out there. I like to say "doing bad spookies," um, but ooh, that's
2: ooh, I like it.
1: Yeah, doing that's my go-to. Spookies is good. That's, I that's... Have,
4: I, oh, I have a theory, Ricky and Travis. I want you to also think about and maybe have a theory i got I think, one i think, I think i've I heard Ricky's
1: before i think it's yeah
4: for, i think it stands for doing butt stuff that's what hey I mean. <laughs> yeah, hey that was I mine like it. i like Is it it <laughs> yours well I, I didn't mean to steal it i that that was, <laughs> <how> I was <laughs> when i see dbs i'm just like doing
1: butt stuff that's just doing that's just what i, I see. Was, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you look I'm at not, the likelihood I'm... probability of that you got the letters down so I can't deny that i like i like the idea of it's
2: it's dragon ball super Dude, Dude Dragon Ball
1: Super. Super, it took us the longest time to finally beat those assholes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm,
2: yeah about fucking, because, I'm about to fucking I'm about to you into the why, force wh- of
1: death. Hey, if I if I do DBS like if I do DBS, that's fine, but DBS films is ours. That was my only gripe. They were taking the films one too. Well,
2: 100 percent Oh, fuck that. DBS yeah, it films.
1: Took, it took like three months. You'd Google it and it'd be just Dragon Ball Super. Like, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dragon God. Ball Damn. Super over here at the nightclub. It's fucking doing what? Wait! What you? No! Hot no! Hot no! Stuff. No! What you said? Uh, <laughs> uh, dumb doing stuff. bad spookies. Doing bad spookies at the nightclub. That's what that shit is. <laughs> Khaled Rennick, I, I thank you, sir, for being back on the nightclub to do another round of this. I'm so sorry that the first one fucked up, but you know what? Fuck it, man. I had a good time learning about DBS films all over again for reals. I love what y'all are doing. Grindhouse, Grindhouse fucking spearheaded this. Like he he he's he's fully in. Like can't yeah. fucking wait to see what y'all have coming up next.
1: My favorite thing is I love when I talk to you know people who are really into the horror genre like you guys are because you know as you continue to watch our movies, it's like I said, it was like opening Christmas, getting all that data about you know what you like, what you don't like, because our you know we want to make movies that make you guys proud we want you guys to be proud of this little humble engine that could, that's DVS film that's going up the hardest little track right now, which is filmmaking, which is a you know, tough battle, but everyone working together, you know, we're going to get there and like, it's just getting bigger and better. So like, again, this is one step in helping us in a massive way. So I appreciate it, my friends. And, you know, I really appreciate you guys joining the discord, being part of it again, Grindhouse, house, you get another shout out here. Um, Cause I see it. I mean, I've really like, it me you're making my community better how can i like i feel indebted i'm indebted to every single person helping now so i really appreciate you guys you know this is going to be one of many conversations we have for a lot of different reasons but but you heard
2: what he said he said he said the data opened up so that means he fucking deleted the first episode just so he could come back Uh, love you kellen yeah you did (laughs) you did
3: did say it you said it yeah it's saying it (laughs) so
1: want to say again thank you guys so much for having us on here you know this is really a huge milestone for dbs first or second take of first podcast ever <laughs>
0: <Thanks>. <laughs> embrace frank and join his team if
4: you feel unseen but don't worry you're invited come on over oh. embrace the nightclub embrace dbs because they are our fucking people fuck
2: yeah Damn. man
4: dbs making horror movies with
2: their horror fans.
0: Hashtag hey. size watch <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've been waiting I've been waiting for this moment